again. Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, schoolandertalk.com. Uh, good morning, Allie. Nice to be with you today, sir. You as well, man. Great to be with you always. I look forward to our calls. I mean, it's like, um, I, it's interesting. I was talking to my daughter about friends, right? You know, and I go, you know, that some people have, you know, close friends that they're with every day. Most, most of the time when you're younger, right? You have buddies, you're inseparable, you see each other, you get to hang out, you have no agenda. And then life kicks in and those friends kind of slip by. Like I was just at a country concert with my fiance because she loves country music. And I saw a guy, I'm like, I know that guy. And um, I walk over and I'm like, are you Billy? And he's like, yeah, who are you? I'm Al. Oh, my God. And it's like, we haven't seen each other in 25 years, but we were literally inseparable for our entire junior high and high school years. I mean, he, he helped me with my band. We did martial arts. He's like my best buddy, but we haven't talked in probably 25, 30 years. So um, the reason why I bring this up is I get to spend every Wednesday with you, even though you live in Illinois, I live in New York. Um, we hang out for an hour, you know, it's like going to breakfast or doing whatever. And I, and I appreciate your friendship and, and everything. And I, I'm, I'm just always inspired. I get to see you and hang out with you. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate our friendship too. And, and just, uh, you know, you, when I, when I approached you about doing, um, you know, a school and a talk type uh, idea with a podcast and, and giving back to uh, the martial arts community that's given us so much. So I appreciate you being on board yeah. with this. And, you know, giving back is what we do. However, and that kind of, this is a great segue, and I didn't even mean for this to happen, but it leads into the topic of the day, um, which just so the listeners know, you and I kind of chat on Monday and we say, hey, let's talk about, you know, uh, this or that, and here's a few ideas I have, what you have, and inevitably something that happens in our lives springs up um, some sort of uh, topic, right? So whether it be good things, bad things, stressful things, whatever the case may be, we end up with that, right? And this is something today that you came up with a topic. I'm like, yeah, let's run with it. And uh, I'd, love to, I'd love for you to kind of take the listeners down the pathway of why you're thinking it and, you know, why it came up and, and let's chat. Okay, certainly. Uh, let me first say this, that uh, if, if those of you that are watching on uh, the, the live broadcast, uh, if I get up and walk away, it's because I actually have a technician here looking at uh, my dryer and also uh, one of my refrigerators. So if yeah. I happen to do that, if I just get up and walk away, you, you, you'll understand why and Allie will take uh, over the exactly. conversation. Exactly, and I'm, I'm prepared to be able to handle it without you for a few minutes, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, today uh, we're going to talk about charitable um, you know, or not charitable. That's the question, right? And what do I mean by that? I mean, do we reduce tuition? Do we waive people that are behind on their fees? Um, or do we, uh, you know, basically expunge uh, any fees, uh, you know, at all? You know, those type of things. And so I, I think as martial arts school owners, we probably struggle with this, meaning, you know, somebody can't afford our tuition, so therefore we want to help them out. And we see that there's a genuine need and, you know, we're, we're pretty genuine, generous people, so we want to do that. Or, re, uh, so that's reducing the tuition. Waiving, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the down payment or waiving the um, uh, a partial payment of something that's owed to you because they haven't been paying for three months or something like that. Or even expunging uh, whatever debt they have and start clean. And I think probably all of us have done one of the three, if not all of the three, in, in our career. And I had an incident that uh, happened last week uh, before we closed for the month, 
And I want to talk about that. And, and of course, I, I want to give the specifics of the incident, and I won't say anything about names, but I think it's going to be a valuable uh, lesson to the martial arts community and our listeners. And then, I've, of course, I haven't really bounced this idea uh, off of you, and, and I haven't really told you what happened. So this will be the first time you get to hear it in length. Uh, but before I begin with any of that, is there anything else that you want to say before, you know, within the setup here? I do, I do have something very important. Did you just hear me typing? Uh, I didn't. I got a new keyboard. I got a quiet keyboard. <laughs> so Very uh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. I got, I got one. It's not totally quiet, but I just was typing away and you didn't hear it. So, yay. I moved my other keyboard. I have, I have two computers on my desk. Yet. You know, one I, I do certain things on and others I don't. But now I have my soft, quiet keyboard. So I'm happy about that uh, now. So, so. Yeah, let's just jump right in. I, I think that what you have, what well, your situation is, is comes up and every school owner has had to deal with it. And I'd love for you to tell everybody what you did and how it came about and then now what has transpired because of it, right? Certainly, and you can tell me if I'm overreacting. This is kind of where I want to bounce it off. So uh, prior to the story, let me just say that have I helped people out before? Absolutely. Have I given free tuition before? Undoubtedly, have I expunged people's uh, record with me and, and not taken them to collection? In fact, I've never taken anybody to collection, and that's something that you could speak about because I know you have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so um, my thought was, you know what, I don't want people going around talking bad about me. So right. it, I'm not going to take them to collections. I'm just going to chalk it up as, oh, well, I couldn't get the money and I'm going to move on. Um, right. I've helped individuals single, like, okay, so my wife, prior to being my wife, um, was a woman going through a divorce and uh, uh, was, a, was a single mom then, could not afford tuition. In fact, even when she was married uh, to her, her first husband, she couldn't afford the tuition. And so I just told her, I said, hey, you know, um, just let him come. Don't worry right. about it. You know. Right. And now I have switched my verbiage where I now say, you know, well, I'll pay for his tuition or her tuition so that they know that there is a cost still. It's not like I'm giving it to, to you for free. It does cost me right. to have a person on the floor. Yeah. And, you know, I've had people that, that couldn't afford it and I saw a need and therefore I would try to help. So if they couldn't afford the 149 a month, then I'll say, well, what can you afford? Well, I can afford mm -hmm. this. All right. And if it changes, you'll let me know. And have I had that come back and bite me in the butt? Yeah. I mean, I've seen individuals where I've given them a break in their tuition uh, from the get-go, and then I see them driving a new car. I've given a right. break in the tuition in the middle of them going to their black belt, and I've seen them driving a new car or whatever. Um, and do those things piss me off? Yeah, they, they kind of do. But I, I do understand if your car is going to go kaput and you need a new vehicle, I, I, I get that. Now, whether some of those were brand new or they were used and just new to that person, you know what, that's neither here nor there. I don't even remember in most cases. Um, and have I expunged, uh, you know, stuff that people owe me and then say, let's just start clean? Absolutely, I've done that before. Well, I, I don't know, and I, I, I may be going through a midlife crisis right now, and so I think I'm a little bit more sensitive at this point in my life than I have been before, or maybe sensitive isn't the right word, uh, irritated. Because, right. uh, you know, and I, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty level-headed. I try not to let my emotions get, you know, take a hold of me. 
Um, I really try to think and calculate what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, what the reverse argument is going to be so that I have some sort of intelligible thing uh, or intelligent thing to be able to uh, rebuttal uh, back with. And so we get a phone call. Here's the story, finally, right? We get a phone right. call from a current student who um, says to us, uh, we would like to meet with Mr. Brummett because we know that this X person is getting a uh, $100 deal as opposed to the 149 or 169 a month deal. Mm-hmm. We've been paying 169 a month. And we're not willing to pay 169 a month and 149 a month anymore. We want the hundred dollar deal. Basically, mm-hmm. if you can't if you can't do that, then you know we're going. Well, to me, like that's a threat, right? You're yeah. you're, you're going to hold money over me as if I, you know, is it nice to have that extra 169 dollars? Certainly. And the reason that they were paying 169 dollars is because when you join my program. If you want to do month to month, it's 169 a month. If you want to lock in for a year, it's 149 a month. So you save 20 bucks a month just by doing that. And so mm-hmm. they weren't willing to do that at that point. And they'd already been coming for six months going on their seventh month. Mm-hmm. Um, so the individual that they spoke about that was going to get a $100 deal was someone who had did a, a one of our summer specials. It's the end of summer now. They need to sign up. They're going to sign up. They told my program director that they can't afford. They want to lock in for a year, but they can't afford the 149. Uh, mm-hmm. But what they could afford was $100. So my right. program director asked me, you know, what do you want to do with this? And I initially said, no, I don't want to do it. And then I stepped back and it took a couple of days. You know what? Let me think about this. I took a couple of days. I thought about it. I said, you know what? Let's help them out. Let's go ahead and do it. And lo and behold, that's why I get this meeting with this uh, uh, current client because I'm helping out somebody that they actually turned on to us. They, were, they referred them to us. Right. So, of course, I know that this person that was doing the summer program told them what they were going to get. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm a little perturbed because I go to help somebody out and then they go off and tell somebody else what they're, what they're going to get. Now, I don't ever – I just assume that if you're going to get a deal that you're not going to go out and go and talk about it because I can't help everybody. I just can't. I run a business. that The doors have to stay open. and has to make money. And so I had a meeting with this individual, and I'd like to tell you the full story, but I don't think it's appropriate, meaning – I don't, I don't want to say who this person is and what their profession is and – um, I, do I think they came in um, purposely this way because of their profession? Yes, but I, I don't want to give details. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, of course. So anyways, okay, so we meet, because I'm not angry at this person. I'm angry at the situation, and I'm angry at myself for getting myself in this situation. So I meet with this person, and basically they say what they had said before. We're paying this. We don't want to pay, you know, we're paying 169. We don't even want to pay the 149. We want to pay the 100. I said, well, you know, first of all, uh, that person hasn't signed an agreement. I just, I, and to be honest with you, I, uh, I, I didn't feel good about it before doing it. And then after thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? Let's help this person. 
Right. And so, yeah, I was going to give it to them. I said, but now in the light of things, because of the situation, they're not going to get my help. Right. And I, and basically we went a little bit back and forth and he said, you know, this, this, I, I didn't come in here to have a lengthy conversation. I said, okay. I said, well, here's the conversation then. Um, number one, they're not going to get a deal. They're going to pay 149. I'll give it to them for month to month rather than the 169. They can quit at any time. I'll be happy to give you the 149 month to month. You can quit at any time. Um, and, and I will also take the $120 that you paid extra for the last six months. I would apply it to September and then I will pay the other $29, which would then equal 149. You don't have to pay anything in September. And I said, but can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. I said, um, you know, have you ever helped anybody before? You know, somebody yeah. that seemed like they were in need. Have you ever helped somebody before? And because of uh, their profession, they said to me, um, yeah, of course, because I am in this profession. Right. And I said, no, 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 no. Have you ever helped anybody with your own money? Right. Said, because this is my money. If I choose not to... Uh, collect full tuition on that person, that comes out of my pocket. Right. I said, have you ever done that before? Well, there wasn't a straight answer because what the answer was is, you know, look, if you go and you buy a Slurpee for 10 bucks and then the next person comes and gets it for five, you're going to be pissed off. I said, well, right. I might be a little angry and I need to ask some questions. And that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing is you're asking questions. I said, but you're also, you know, uh, giving an ultimatum. And he said, well, is that the best deal? Is it, he, and he goes, is that the best that you can do? I said, that's the best that I'm going to do. Yeah. And he said, well, I'll go home and talk to my wife. So we get a phone call yesterday. They're not continuing. And okay. I'm assuming that this other person isn't going to continue as well. Now, this person that was in my office, you know, I pleaded, I didn't plead, but I basically said, look, this isn't, you know, this isn't me. I don't want to be known for uh, the type of, because they brought up, you know, well, we know that there's people uh, that are paying 50 bucks a month. I said, I don't know who's paying 50 bucks a month. I said, unless it was somebody that originally started with me and they were grandfathered in 20 years ago. But other than that, they're not paying 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, it's just the whole situation made me angry at the situation and made me angry at myself. So here's what yeah. I decided to do, and then you can weigh in. I told my program director from here on out, I said, I don't want you to talk to me about price. The price is the price. If they can't afford it, then that's just the way that it goes. You can right. certainly try to give them options, like you did with this individual. You tried to say, well, do you have a grandparent that could pay 20, another grandparent that could pay 19 and, you know, or 29, and then you, now you have the 149. Right. And apparently they went out and tried it, but that, that it, you know, it didn't go anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. I said, but from here on out, if somebody asks you, you certainly can say to them, well, I can find out for you and let you know so that you don't feel like the bad guy. And then you already know what the answer is. The answer is no. And yeah. then you can call them back the same, day, the same day, next day, whatever you want. And you can just say, well, you know, unfortunately, you know, the price is what the price is. And, you know, that's what the program is. So that if you can't afford it, I'm sorry. You know, basically that type of thing. And uh, uh, I've even gone as far, and I haven't made this a rule yet, but people that are, are three months or more uh, in their tuition, 
um, you know, late on their tuition, you're not training until you get caught up or you're not going to train until you get caught up. Right. Um, you know, that type of thing. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm livid at the situation because I want to help people, but I can't have this uh, happen again. I know it's just two individuals, but two individuals with a bad experience. And this is what I told them. I said, now, you know, you guys are going to have a bad taste in your mouth and that's not what, what we're here for. Right. Right. So, anyways, your your take on this whole thing and what you've done well, in the I past mean, and that type of oh, stuff. Oh, dude, I, I mean, I have a lifetime of uh, of stories to tell you about things like this. Uh, you know, I've 28 years of being in the business. You can imagine how many times I've gone through, just like you have, with this very same exact situation. And um, over the years, I've realized a few things. Now, not to say that I don't waver and sometimes, you know, bend my my uh, procedures to kind of accommodate certain people in certain situations. But I mean, I found, you know, I found that the people you give the best deals to the ones that you give the biggest discounts to are usually the biggest headaches in the world. And I mean that when um, in a good way, like, I mean, headaches where it comes to, okay, they're getting a hundred dollars a month versus 169 and they're going to, they're going to chinch you out on gear. They're going to go on Amazon and buy the cheapest stuff. They're not going to wear the shirts that are necessary. They just can't seem to afford the mindset that you have within your school. Now, I don't mean um, afford the finances because most people for 40 bucks, 50 bucks, if they think about it, you know, that's like one dinner less a month that they'll go out to. And some might say, well, we don't ever go out to dinner. Okay, well, that's like one less toy or one less whatever. I mean, it's interesting. I read a thing on poverty, and they said throughout the United States, the, the most impoverished people um, have at least three big screen TVs, iPhone 7s or 6s and above. They're wearing $150 to $80 to $100 Nike Adidas sneakers. They all wear, you know, clothes that are the top end clothes. They're not going to the thrift stores to buy stuff. So what I found is the mentality of who can afford what is they can afford what they want to afford. And then in all legitimacy, if someone is broke and they can't do it, then sometimes, like you said, ask a grandparent. You know, sometimes people don't even think about that. Rather than getting that ugly sweater over the holidays, have the grandparents chip in two or $300 for tuition, and that'll lower your payment. However, some people's pride won't allow them to do that, so they won't go to grandma or grandpa or whatever and say, can you help me? I really want to put Johnny in. But I found the people who struggle the most, the, the blue-collar guys, are the ones that are always paying on time, the ones that are never looking for a deal. They really appreciate what we do. And their kids aren't doing 73 activities because the money is less. So they're not in dance and soccer and football and baseball and gymnastics and tutoring and music. The parents say, listen, we can only afford two things, and martial arts is going to be one of our, our main staples, right? So, so for me, I've lived that. I mean, I've lived it where you said, guys are broke. I can't afford it. I gave them a deal. The very next day, they pull up in a Lexus, um, in a Lexus uh, truck, brand new with the sticker on it. I once had a guy, um, my program manager goes, I know you like cars. You know, you're going to love this one. The guy just, someone pulled up with a Ferrari with La or Lamborghini, uh, a kit car, like a Fiero, Chevy Fiero done up as a Ferrari. So I run outside. I'm like, oh, great. You know, this car is awesome. Whose is it? And the guy goes, mine, Shion. I'm like, oh, great. The guy just the day before told me he couldn't afford tuition, so I knocked it down to half price. My back hurts. I'm out of work. I'm blah, blah, blah. 
he pulls up in my parking lot with his $60,000 kit car and showing it off. Like, even if he was smart, he would have kept it away from me. But everyone's yeah. taking photos in it. And I'm going like, I, I kicked him out of my school at that moment. I'm going, I'm super insulted. It's super disrespectful. You beg and plead with me. And then you show up with something that you just spend 60 grand on. Like, you can afford tuition. You just couldn't, you didn't want to pay the money to me, right? So, so I, I think deals are, you have to be very careful with giving deals. And the one thing that I've learned, and someone said to me, a parent said to me, why is it fair that I pay 169 a month and Mrs. Smith, who has, you know, less money, maybe, I'm holding those quote fingers up in the video, you can see it, but um, on audio, you can't. But um, why is it fair that they don't pay what I pay? Right? It's like, it's true. Like, why should the guy, the guy that you were just talking about, he's annoyed because he's paying. He was paying. He was fine with it. But then he got a deal thrown in his face from someone he knew. Hey, look at me. I, I beat Mr. Brumman over the head and I got a deal. And he bent over backwards to let me do it, right? And, and made me, let me in. So it comes back to kick you. So I think the deals sometimes are bad. And I'm um, done. It, I'm, I'm yeah. done with them. I'm done with yeah, them. Yeah, now. However, there are other ways, you know, like, for instance, you talked about numerous things. So um, in England, they call strategies, schemes, right? In the United States, a scheme to us is like something that's underhanded, right? Like they, when I was in England speaking, they go, what's your scheme? I'm like, whoa, 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 I got no schemes going on. They're like, no, what's your marketing? Like, and I'm like, what do you, you know, scheme means marketing. Like they had to explain it to me because I was defensive right away. I'm not scheming anyone, you know, but um, th so the, so the strategy, um, there are business strategies that you could use, maybe have an association fee and say, listen, we're going to grant you through our association. So it, it, it doesn't even have to be real, right? But you could say through our association, we put some money away for scholarships for people who truly can't afford it. If you could show me this, this, and this proof, um, however you want to do it, to show me that you really are so tight on your budget, I could maybe take some money out of my um, scholarship funds, you know, and then that way when the guy comes to you and says, why are they getting the deal? Oh, they're not. We, you know, they showed me that they're having some tough times and, and our scholarship fund is helping them pay their tuition. They're still paying 169. It's just that the scholarship money is allocated for that. So there are certain strategies you could put in place to kind of get around that when you and I both know maybe there really isn't one, but we're just giving someone a deal because we know they're, they're hurting. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. yeah, and and hey, listen, there's uh, there's other things with, you know that with discounts, you know that when you give a deal, sometimes you know sometimes it's a one time off deal. Like you know, I might give someone fifty percent off if they're an old student hasn't trained in five years. I throw out this crazy special to get them back in the door. Someone could say. You gave this crazy special. Well, hey, listen, that that's everyone is running coupons. It's it, I might not be able to get the deal on jeans today, but three weeks ago they might have been forty percent off, right? So right. Like Black Friday sales, you know, all of these things. Sometimes it's just a, a deal that I was running. Sorry that you're not part of that, but this is to encourage new membership and so on and so forth. Now, um, yeah, you got to be careful, and that it could come back and bite you. But I, I don't want you to be too negative and feel feel like. Because this other person, uh, you know, like if I give someone a deal, I'm like, Miss, you know, Dwayne, I'm going to give you a deal. But listen, do not tell anyone. Because if anyone else finds out about it, comes back to me, I'm going to just renege on the deal. That's the way it's going to go. So this has to be between you and I, not even your best friends. 
um, because if they find out, I'm not going to be able to do this for you. So if they understand that, they might not go about saying it. But at the same yeah, time, but you shouldn't even have you shouldn't even have to tell them that. You shouldn't have to tell them that. That is so right. ridiculous. Right, because people are are you know they're like, hey, listen, you know, behind the scenes, Mr. Brummett gave me a deal, and they knew the person. Okay. You okay, know that kind of this. thing, right? Yeah, but listen to this. So back in 2008, right when the market crashed and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I lost some students and what have you. Um, it, it, things were really, really tight. And I was at the end or towards the end of uh, paying off my debt with regards to buying out my partners, okay? Right. And that's right. a whole other story that we could do a podcast on, some of the stupid things that I did. So anyways, um, a friend of mine told me, he said, well, why don't you go to your landlord and, and talk to your landlord with regards to a reduction in, in, in uh, um, you know, the, uh, what you call it, the, the, the rent. Right. Never occurred to me. Never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to, my, I went to my landlord. I talked to him. I showed him my paperwork. I showed him my debts, what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. And he said, you know, Dwayne, what do you need? And I, I asked him for what I needed. And he helped me. He helped me for, I think, three and a half years. He helped me. And I'm not right. even going to say what it was. But I didn't yeah. go to the, na- the neighbors in our complex and say, hey, I just talked to so-and-so and I got it. Right, right. I was grateful for that. Um, yeah. And, and when there's a vacancy in his building, you know, I'm searching for people to help fill it because I want people, I want him to get more money because of what he did for me. Um, he didn't have to tell me, hey, don't go and tell the other people in, 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 in our building that. Right. So I should not have to tell somebody that. And I won't yeah. have to anymore because yeah. it ain't going to happen anymore. I'm not giving right, right. any more deals. I feel bad, but not as bad as I feel right now yeah. with this situation because I've got egg on my face. I, I am not that type of person. Uh, it pissed me off that I had to ask him, You've never hel- have, have you ever helped anybody? Yeah, because I'm in this profession. I help people. No, 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 no. Just because you're in that profession doesn't mean you spent your own money Right, right. To do that. Right. And I get it. And I can see you're upset. And I, I agree with you. Like, and it's funny. We have a lot of really great <laughs> comments online. Do you see some You don't see me that, like this very often. No, I don't. And it's good to see you like this because I'm usually like this. And I don't want to always be the guy who's upset. Um, but we have a lot of great replies. We have some good people on here, school owners. John Hackleman, he's the owner of The Pit. Uh, trainer for world-renowned fighters like Chuck Liddell and people like that. And he said no one doesn't train due to cost. Um, he also, uh, somebody, he also said, but people have money to go out and get drunk on the weekends, but they don't have money to pay tuition. I see that all the time too. I'm like, you smoke cigarettes. That's like, how much, I don't even know what cigarettes cost, but I, they're like 20 bucks, 25 bucks a week. You can afford the tuition. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, quit smoking and you'll be able to afford tuition. Um, another few guys said some, and we'll go over those comments in, in a, and, and Lewis, my guy from Florida, um, he gives out deals when he was first opening, um, and I kind of suggested against it, but we're starving for brand-new students, and those deals are the ones that quit. They, they don't pay. Their credit card bounces because that's their mindset. So you have to be really uh, careful. John Hackleman said socialist mentality where, like, hey, I get, should get a deal, right? But here's some things. So, so number one, um, 
expectations always lead you down a pathway of disappointment. So when you expect people, you had just said, I wouldn't expect, I didn't go to my landlord, that you're a different moral character and you have a different understanding of business and ramifications of your actions. Like certain people, they just don't get it. You know, it's funny. I just got a brand new car. I think I told you, right? I'm going to only say it on here because I'm nervous about saying it on an open forum, but I bought the Tesla a P85 a, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a sports car. It's very expensive. I love the car. I've been saving up for it. I sold my Camaro. But, and, and my parents in the dojo have been really, like, cool about it. Oh, that's an awesome car. Congratulations, right? But I did have some staff members that were talking behind my back about my car, you know. And I'm like, I, and on a text message thread that, they, that I'm involved in so they could see it. But they're like, I'm like, do you guys realize that I can see this stuff? Like, you know, and they're like, oh, figures, you bought a brand new Tesla, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, so. So people are always looking for that deal, but expectations lead you down that pathway. So don't expect this guy to have the mindset that he shouldn't tell his friend unless you tell him that because he thinks like, hey, I got a deal. I'm going to tell my buddy and get him the same deal. Like that's right. how people think. They think, you know, it's a rage against the machine, like that song, right? It's like well, the government, is, you know, the professionals, the business owners, they're all, they, all they care about. That's the mindset of this generation that all they care about is money and themselves. They don't think about how hard you and I work and all these people work to get what we do. Yeah, but here's the thing. It would be different if they didn't ask for it and I gave it, right? If they didn't ask for that certain amount and I just said, hey, I'm going to lower my tuition because my tuition is going to be this now. Right. Well, of course, then they would go and tell their friend. Right. And And – you know, the other thought that I had in mind is the fact that did they go, like when their friend turned them on to this, didn't they tell them? Like didn't their friend say, well, yeah, it's $169 a month if you do month to month and it's 149 a month if you sign up for a year. So they knew, I'm assuming, they knew before they even went into the summer special what the right. cost was going to be for, uh, after, um, you know, that special. I wonder, though, I really wonder, because, like, someone comes in and goes to a martial arts school and does a class, and then they go, oh, my God, I can't afford it. Like, um, it's like walking into a car dealership and going, like, oh, I didn't realize the car is going to cost me 20000 I thought it would be $3. Like, it's that, that blatant ignorance about what it is without doing any research and going, like, uh, searching on the web. What are general tuitions vary, uh, uh, you know, on Google search? of martial arts schools to kind of go in prepared, right? Like, but people just go in, it's off the cuff, they show up, they, they do the summer deal, they're like, oh, I'm paying 69 bucks a month, it's going to be a little bit more, maybe 79 a month. They don't, they don't really have a clue, even though you tell them it, it goes in one ear and out the other, right? So um, you, you just have to be careful with giving people too much credit for um, being like us, right? Well, you know I'm not, I mean? yeah, I'm not going to give them, but I'm not going to give them any credit anymore. The price is the price, yeah. and that's what you pay. Exactly. Yeah, I don't mean credit, credit money wise. I meant credit mentality. No, I know. Like, you know, know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, so um, I, I got you, but I don't have to worry about that anymore because I'm. Yeah, done. and I like that. And and you know what? That way you could. And I have to tell you, when I coach, and I'll say to a school owner, you know, and and school owners, you know, love to brag about their numbers, right? So how many students do you have, Joe Smith? And he's like, I have four thousand seven hundred eighty students. I not. Not over the lifetime of since you've been, like, actually paying you in training, right? You know, oh, I have uh, 200. Okay, let's see your records. And they're coaching with me, paying me. 
And I'm going, it doesn't make sense. You charge 150 a month, you have 200 students, that should be 30 grand, right? But they're, they're like billing out like 11,000. So I'm like, okay, let's look at the deals. And they're always throwing deals around. So I always tell my clients straight across the board, if you want to, it'll still even be better for you if you weren't 150 a month throwing all these deals out there and just went to 120 a month straight across the board, you'd be making more money because you've got so many deals on the books. So you got to be really careful with that too because you could deal yourself into the poorhouse, right? And that's in, you, right. your overhead. You know, your electric company says, I'm shutting your electric off if you don't pay your bill. They don't go, well, let me see if I could work with you. Now, you did talk about, you know, expunging, expunging past tuition. Um, there's one thing that I found that works well for me is people sometimes fall behind. Then they get to the point where they want to come, but they don't because they're three or four months behind, and then they have to pay the current tuition. So they're like, you know, let's say it's $100 a month, four months behind, 400 and then the current month, $500 they have to come up with. So they'd rather stick their head in the sand pretending like if they don't look around, you're going to go away and the, and the bill would be dis, disappear. However, I found a strategy that works where some, and I just had a mom come in that was down on her luck. She, she lost her job. She's a single mom. She finally got a job and she's like, I want to pay you. I'm like, listen, do me a favor. I'm going to let you, you owe me four months. Um, I'm going to give you two, two months for free while you're paying off the other stuffing as long as you stay current. So I worked a deal with her to help her out and get her back in and becoming a regular member again. So sometimes it's worth it to throw some money away as long as they come back. Um, I call this my amnesty program. I've done that before where people owed me $100, you know, $100 or $1,000, and I said, if you come back and start a new contract and stay current, I'll get rid of that. Because I know you don't send people the collection. I do. I have people in currently in my collection company, and they're getting they're getting calls, and they're going to go to court, and then we'll get judgments on them. Um, I don't believe that, other than with them and who they talk to, that uh, they're going to ruin my reputation. Because basically, all I have to say is, yeah, they owed me money and they refused to pay. I have people say, oh, Ali's all about the money. Well, no, I'm all about a, a handshake and an agreement where you honor your agreement, your side of it, not me. I'm, I'm still there teaching. You didn't live up to your side of the agreement. It's me that's doing everything that's promised, and you are reneging as the client, right? So, But, of course, they, they make us look evil because, God forbid, we want them to stick to their agreement and live out what they promised, right? Um, so there are some times where, you know, that's questionable. But I do sometimes give deals on people who are coming back that are under the gun, that are down on their luck, and I'll work with them just to get them back in because I'd rather – it costs me more to get a new student than it would to bring back an old one and get them back into the swing of things. So sometimes I'll work with them then. Um, and that's some of my strategies for past due balances. Other than that, I'm with you 100%. No deals. You know, listen, this is the price. Um, you know, I understand, Mrs. Jones, we're the Ferrari of martial arts. Um, there are other guys that are around in the area that are way cheaper than me. However, they charge extra for promotions. They charge extra for striping. They charge extra for certification. Um, I'm, you know, I'm fully inclusive. So I, I got to sell, sell myself as being that person. Um, I think Dwayne's got to go. He's walking away. So anyway, so with that being done, uh, you know, I really do believe that we have to be careful with what kind of deals we give out and how we sell ourselves short. Let me read some of the comments. And by the way, if you guys are liking what you hear, 
um, go down to the bottom of the screen and you know hit the like button or the love button or the hate button because I'd love to know your mindset. So let's go over some questions. So Mike Ruisi, he runs a small school. He wrote, I, I, I have a small school right now and I have a student who's been with me for five years. He had a bad run with health. He lost his job, almost his house. He has three kids on the way. He's better now and just got his new job, but things are still rough for them. He's my top student and basically my walk, my, my walking belt list. Um, I didn't want to lose him or have him missing uh, too long, so I made a deal with him that he can train for no money um, payment for now, but he pays in other ways, um, you know, techniques and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, listen, sometimes you could work a deal and you could barter that deal, um, you know, with people, and, uh, you know, if they can't afford tuition – let them come in and paint or let them come in and clean. But I warn you about barter deals because it seems that barter deals only work for the clients, right? You know, I've, in other words, I've said, hey, Mr. Jones, if you want to clean, you could clean um, and, you know, we could barter tuition. But if I were you, anytime you do a barter deal, you say, listen, my tuition is 130 a month. Um, if you're going to come in and help me with classes or you're going to go out and promote my school by handing out flyers or you're going to clean the school, I'm going to pay you 13 or $15 an hour. We're going to keep track of your hours. And if you do 10 hours, that's $150. And, hey, by the way, if you do more um, and we agree to this, I'll, I'll even pay you the difference to help you out a little. And so always make your barter agreements equally um, uh divisible so that you have, uh, you know, an agreement between the two of you where you both benefit. Because anyone that I've coached before that I've asked, oh, oh, yeah, Mrs. Jones, she doesn't pay. She just cleans. Well, how much is she clean? Oh, she hasn't been here in three months. Her kids aren't training anymore. Or um, the kids are still training, but I, she hasn't cleaned in three months. She's busy. Like those kind of deals happen all the time because people take advantage, right? So you have to be really careful, set a timeline, sign a contract. This is the barter agreement. This is what you have to do. If you don't pay, if you don't do the barter, you owe me the tuition and clean, business-like and straightforward. Um, Lewis said, uh, you know, he has no more deals. He learned his lesson. We talked about that. Um, James uh, Brett said, uh, Brett Dunlap said, I know someone that does that. You literally have to do some as, some as a government assistant, like a W-2. Yeah, I used to years ago work with a, a group that was through NAPMA that did this special, um, this special uh, scholarship, right? And then you would do fundraisers. The money would go into the scholarship fund. The scholarship fund would then pay to you back as a, but they would take their chunk of management of the money out. Um, but you could say, hey, if you want, you could you could be in my scholarship program, and uh, you know they'd have to uh, show you proof of loss of job or lack of money or w whatever their hardships, medical bills that they're going through, um, and uh, they had to prove it. Most of the time, people didn't prove it, um, so they didn't do it because it was bogus. It, it wasn't true. It was just a choice of, of not being able to afford, right? They wanted to buy the big screen and go on that Disney vacation versus paying you your tuition, right? And uh, we have to be careful of that because that happens all the time. I'm Dwayne. I'm just reading some of the questions uh, out. Um, so uh, uh, you know, so many people it. joined on. Yeah, um, Mark uh, Mark Grove said I've run into this problem all the time. So listen, uh, Sensei Grove, we'll talk about that because I'm coaching you a little in your school on growing it. Um, people will, you know, they will disappoint you or they will take advantage. People will try to do that. And I, by the way, to Mike Ruisi, um, I've given to so many people. And it seems the people that I give the most to 
inevitably are the ones that kick you in the teeth, right? It's that quiet student parent that doesn't say much, but they come every day and they come for years and they love you. Like I, I have parents that I'm on this forum called the West Islip Moms that where they, you know, they, people always say, hey, I need a school in the town of my town, West Islip. And, and the amount of moms that I see coming forward in my, on my behalf saying, like, my kid's been going for two years. We absolutely love the place. They're amazing. She owns this and Renchi Ryan's that. Um, I'm really astounded by the support I get, right? But there's a few moms that have quit my school and went over with my, my uh, a student of mine that broke off from me and opened up his own dojo. And they're like, in my opinion, they're kind of little, you know, traitorous, right? Um, and anyway, they're always chiming in going, yeah, don't go there, go here. Like these are the people that grew up in my school and for some reason ended up not liking me. So they went up with the other guy. Um, yet they're always trying to, you know, recommend his school when, in my post when people are saying about me. So it's the people I did the most for. It's the, and one of them that's always chiming in is a, is a kid that I was, I, I was one of the candles at her sweet 16 and, you know, all of this stuff and, and so on. Um, but they're the ones that come and kick you in the face. So you have to be careful with the deals and be careful with who you're helping. Um, yeah, did you have anything to add to that, Twain? No, I just, uh, I think it goes back to a call that we did, and it was probably been a year and a half, two years ago, but uh, on rules for your school. And, you know, that's something that we didn't necessarily talk about in that call, I think. But this is something that I believe school owners need to come up with, really think about um, what they're going to do, and then follow it. And uh, I know for certain, number one, I am not going to give any more deals on the front end. Um, the ones that I already have, I will continue to honor, um, you know, unless something drastic happens. And then right. uh, individuals that I've been chasing tuition for, I, I really think that three months, because we do our due diligence, we're calling every single month. Um, right. You know, three months past due is, is ridiculous. Um, especially if I haven't heard from you, and it maybe maybe two months past due is ridiculous. So well, listen, uh, I might so, even switch it to that. So listen, so so here's a, let's go into that a little bit, right? So here's my philosophy on holding people accountable, right? So someone comes in, Mr. Brumman, I'd like to join your school. I want my daughter to learn you know, discipline and respect and loyalty and honor. Um, do you do that? And you're like, yes, sir. That's all we do. I'm like, sign me up. Let me sign the paper. And then now I don't pay you. Um, and I'm doing exactly what the opposite of what I wanted for my child, because I'm like, well, she doesn't want to, like everybody all of a sudden immediately goes, well, she doesn't want to go anymore. She's bored. So I, I bought a brand new car in four months. I can guarantee you that it's not going to be as exciting to be driving that car as it is right now for me. Right. So I'm not going to call up the dealership and go, you know what? It's, you know, hey, listen, it's not as exciting. And, you know, I'm a little bored driving it. They're like, oh, who gives a crap? You got a, you got a 17 year loan on this car, right? <laughs> like that kind of thing, right? It doesn't matter. So these people, they annoy me, and that's where I now text them, and I have a new software program that I love because I can text them instead of just emailing them where they can see my name and hit delete. I'm like popping up in their face going, you owe me tuition, I'm going to send you to a collection company. And I've said that to a few people, and I've gotten them to say, well, what can I do? And then we, from there, I started negotiations, right? But I mean, Well, stop um, ignoring me. Yeah, exactly. Well, like people like, um, you know, people will say, I never got your bill. Okay, but that's because you're on automatic debit and you canceled your credit card and you knew that. 
right? You know, or that kind of thing. Or you, but you owe, right? You know, I have a mom who wanted to bring her kid back, but she's mad at me because I wanted to do a sit down meeting with her um, because she owes back tuition. But I just wanted to get my mindset is let's talk, let's go over goals, let's see where your kid is. It's been a long time. Nah, I'm not coming in. Well, if you're not coming in, then how am I supposed to know what you want? Well, we don't want right. we don't want to talk. We don't want to talk. Okay, then don't bring your kid back. I said. Okay, you're not the only person in town. I said, obviously not. Go to someone else then. You know, like, what can I do? Like, they got to, we have to have rules that we live by or else if we don't have these set fast rules, you know, two months if they owe you, right away they get sent a collection letter. Right away they're getting a demand letter. Right away you're going to say that, listen, I'm going to take you to small claims court. I'm going to send you to my collection company. I'm going to report you on your, on your uh, credit report. You have to be a little bit more business-like because there's no business in the world that I know of that walks away from a bill and says, okay, they just don't feel like paying anymore. They're going to give me a bad name in my town. Right, like we do, or a dance studio maybe, or uh, uh, gymnastics. And maybe dance probably doesn't even do that. They probably send your butt to collections. Yeah, but why, why, I mean, mean, you think this way because you haven't sent people to collection, right? So. So you thought that way in the past, and you haven't. Like I bet you you have hundreds of thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars that you just said, let's let it go, right? And, and that's because they just didn't feel like paying. So you're like, I don't want to ruin my reputation. I want to be known as the guy that people could not pay if they want in town, right? Those, <laughs> you know what I mean? Those people are the ones that are going to tell their friends, like this person you had told their friends about the deal, right? So you just right. got to be really careful about what reputation you're building, right? So I'm known as the guy that if you don't pay your agreement, I'm going to sue you. So people pay their agreement. I mean, pay it out. I had a mom that went over to that other school, and she's like, we don't want to come anymore. We don't want to pay. I said, well, you got, you got another nine months left on your agreement. She's like, well, you have to let us out. I said, I will not. And then she got really nasty with me, and I wrote her an email. I said, listen, I always loved your kid. He's a great kid, but I've never liked you. You're always a nasty, miserable person causing trouble in my school. I'm glad to see you go, but you're going to pay me every penny you owe me because if not, I'll invest thousands just suing you. She paid. I know she hates me. She hated me when she left. She hated me before I said that to her. Um, What reason? I don't know. I've always been good. Her kid and I had a great relationship. I made him a black belt. Um, So what do I do? Do I just let people walk all over me? No. And it's a a – you know, people – are afraid of that. And that's where I say sometimes they're so afraid that they let people get away with murder. So you got to be careful in that regard. I mean, I, I think, think so. it's, but I think it, 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 it is the uh, perspective that I'm gaining now after 20 years of doing this, that, um, you know, I, I honor my agreements and if I can't, I'll pay the consequences. And so, right when you call me mean, nasty, and ugly things or whatever it is, not that this person that we that I brought up before did because they didn't. Right. But what I'm saying right. is in the future, uh, you know, you call me mean, nasty, and ugly things. Okay. Um, but you didn't hold up to your, your agreement. Right. And that's where I need to have that, that paradigm, right, that para- paradigm right. shift. Right, right, right. Uh, I need to have that paradigm shift going, no, no, no. I'm not the one that broke the agreement. You were. Thank you. Right? Imagine if they came to class on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every week, and you just decided not to be there for for a week or two. 
And what do you think they'd say? Hey, listen, I want credit or I'm going to pull my kid out or I'm breaking that contract because you're not living up to your agreement. Well, we never do that. We're there diligently. They literally could depend on us like it was life, like a hospital. They go to us. We're always open. I know that's the way I run my school. We're never closed unless we we have a specific holiday. We always give them the training. We work our butts off to make people happy. Like the other day I taught at my East Side location and I have one because it's back to school yesterday. I had one little warrior show up, the cutest little kid in the world, but one. I'm a seventh-degree black belt with 50 years' experience. I'm teaching a, a three-year-old, right? And I had the, a blast, and the mom loves me. The kid is adorable, but I'm there. I didn't just go, hey, I got one. I'm not going to show. I live up to my agreement. I've always given my clients more, as far as I'm concerned, more than I was being paid for because that's what we do. So why is it unfair of us to expect them to pay what they owe and live up to their agreement? It's not. And no other business in the world would do that. Try to not pay your credit card. They're going to send you to a company. They're going to try to get a default payment. They're going to try to get a judgment. Try it on a car loan, a home loan. They're going to take your home away. Um, there's nothing that I know of that lets people out of a business agreement that you've signed a contract and agreed to a certain amount of payments um, and then just renege on it. Is nothing. So I don't know why us as martial arts schools do that. Right. No. Yeah, well, it ain't going to happen at Dwayne Brummett's TriStar Martial Arts Academy anymore. Good. I'm glad. And, you know, listen, just don't let it make you bit miserable and unhappy. Keep that smile, that, that Dwayne positivity that has always been there, right? Like, <laughs> no, what, no, what no. It's not going to make... It's not going to make me miserable. I think what made me miserable is that I didn't have a standard. I didn't have a rule. And now I have a set rule that no deals and anybody that's – and I'm going to move it. Now, after our conversation, I moved it to two months. Uh, right. After two months, the, you're not training on the floor. If you're not talking to me, um, you know, we're not training – you're not training on the floor. And right. so we discussed this late tuition and come up with an opportunity to pay for it some way, somehow, um, or – You'll stop training and, and just pay yeah. it off, and then you can come back. And then, listen, I, I live by a quote that one of my friends told me many years ago, and it says that give people enough time, and they will, they will disappoint you if you let them, right? So, in other words, I, you know, like, if you expect everyone to act like we do honorably, we're going to be in for a rude awakening. I have a family of triplets that I love these kids. And they've always been great training me for three years. I mean, triplets, that's a lot of money, right? So I give them a sweet deal, but they still pay them out. Um, the first quarter of the year, they're like, my husband doesn't get his check until four months. Can you just wait? And then I'll pay you a chunk, and then we'll pay the balance. Sure, no problem. Four months went by, train, train, train. No check comes in. I haven't seen them in like three months. Won't return my emails. Won't return my text messages. Won't return my calls. Um, they owe me like $500 a month times four. That's two grand that they got in free tuition. Now all, all of a sudden, somehow they disappeared. They're like ninja. Maybe I'm too good of a teacher. I taught them like to be a ninja and they disappeared in the night, right? right? But look, these are people that I extended that to. I trusted them. I believed in them. And look what happens to me. You know, that's a, that's a, you know, a, a payment or whatever for my daughter's college tuition. That's paying down a credit card bill. That's my electric bill for the entire year or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and we let them get away with that. And it's just sad because there's not as much integrity anymore. There's not as much, well, you know. Good. How about this? I, I just thought of this. Um, you know, we interviewed uh, Mrs. Chandler, you know, and, uh, yeah. from, from my school. And uh, she's got eight kids. Seven of them are in my program. Now, the way that things are structured um, is you pay for the first person 
full price. Second person is 10% off. Anybody else in the family can train at no additional cost. Now, I hardly ever have seven people in one family do it. So, really, that's unfair. Right. I know. And, and exactly. And you look at it and you go, like, look, at this is a mom who, I mean, I have families that are large. I, in my wildest dreams, don't know how they can afford it. I had a hard enough time. I have a friend that I just bumped into. I was getting my hair cut. He was sitting next to me. Um, he has triplets, and he's sending them to the same college as my daughter, which is 28000 a year, all three of them at the same time. That's ninety grand a year. I bet you the college didn't say, hey, listen, we got this really sweet deal. You know, you bring three kids, you get one for free. They're like, okay, ninety grand a year. That's it. They don't have a deal for multiple people. They don't have family discounts. You want to pay, you want to send them to college, this is the fee. And by the way, if he doesn't pay his bill, you think they're going to go, okay, well, you don't have to pay me what you owe me. If they did it, no, they want their tuition up front or you get a student loan and they get paid first, first your position, um, then you have to deal with the banks that you're trying to rip off. You know what I mean? Like they'll attach liens to your home and take your car and blah, blah, blah. There's no mercy when it comes to finance in regards to them. So then I need to change my um, – I need to change that too. I need to not uh, do that. You know, maybe first person full price, anybody else after that 10% off. Well, I do this. First two members full price. Second member, third member 10% off. Fourth member 20% off. So for two students, you know, two in a family, a parent and a, son, a father-daughter, father, you know, father-son – um, they pay the $130 basic tuition for me. That's what I charge for my basic twice a month, right. right? So that's important that people need to do that. And I think it's essential for us to understand that this isn't like a, a happy meal mentality where the kids get the cheapest meal and they get the deal of a lifetime, right? I think that it's super important for us to understand that um, it's the same program, Private school doesn't give deals. Colleges don't give deals. Um, you know, it, it's something that we have to really understand. Um, and sometimes we sell ourselves short. And by the way, here's the mindset, and I know why we do it. Because we're constantly in search of the new student. And we're like, hey, we need more people. we got to pay bills. I want to make a living. Let me work a deal here and there. And, um, and what I found was the people are giving out deals, too many of them, they start to bring in a certain clientele. And that clientele are the ones looking for deals, the ones that are going to go on Amazon and buy the gear behind your back, the ones that are going to, you know, wait in their uniform pants leg is over their kneecap because they haven't yeah. bought a uniform in four years, right? Oh, you know, like because they, they send their kids to school with hole, to the dojo with holes in their knees and the geese sleeve is ripped. But they would never do that in public school. They got brand new sneakers and a button-up IZOD or, you know, whatever the newest trend shirt is or whatever. Um, you know, but when it comes to buying stuff with us, they feel, some of them feel like, hey, oh my God, I'm going to give Dwayne Brummett more money. That's not good. I, you know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah, well, I, you're just showing your age there when you said that they're wearing their eyes odds. I just want you well, to know I, that. <laughs> I, I am so bad with trends. My daughter would be like laughing at me right now because she'd be like, dad, that isn't even a shirt anymore. Like Z Cabarici pants. I don't know if you ever heard, remember those back in the the 80s i'm older than you are but i mean like you know they haven't been out in 20 years right so i'm i always date myself but but it's true though right isn't it amazing like you'll say hey i got a really new cool shirt everyone should get one um okay well you know why isn't everyone getting one because we haven't built a culture within our school that they know that they should not that they that they you know they must rather than should right and it's anyway it's a whole nother call um changing the culture of buying environment in your in your organization
So do you have any last wrap-ups? No, I, I guess my only thing would be, um, you know, <laughs> if you're frustrated like I was and uh, maybe even a little embarrassed, I think maybe that was the uh, the thing is I was embarrassed that I got caught and, and right. not that I was in the wrong anyways. So that's probably not the right terminology. Right. I, so I guess I would say, you know, for me, extending it out to somebody else, uh, create the rules that you're going to do, follow those rules, and if they don't work, change them. Um, yeah. And then abide by them because now it's not going to be an emotional thing. If I take myself out of the equation, meaning I'm not the one that's selling the program, so they can't ask me for the deal. My program director is instructed, uh, I'm sorry, there are no deals. This is the deal. You know, you, you, yeah. you've got a trial for this amount, and that was a deal. You didn't pay full price to try it out. And then now you're going to pay the monthly. It's going to either be this or it's going to be this. And then, uh, you know, after so many, you know, months, either a month or two months or whatever you feel is okay, that you are going to then start sending the letters to collection um, or not let them train until they're caught up and still send letters to, you know, yeah, uh, to I collection. And I have an entire system called Collections with Integrity. I don't even know if we ever sold that as a program, but I know that it was – I mean, I have a series of letters that give people an out and try to encourage them to come back and, you know, whole thing where, um, you know, why even if at the very – good. I was going to say, why don't you, uh, you know, do like a PayPal thing so that people can buy it from you and put a price on it and, and then throw it on this thread. Yeah, uh, I got to do that. people can get it from you. Yeah, I definitely will. I think that's a great idea. And, you know, anyway, then long you just story email short, it to them. Then you can just email it to them. Like after they right. buy it, you'll get their email address and you'll email it right to them. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's a great idea. I'll do that. I got to put it together. I'm not sure if we did it already. We might have. I, we might have it as a program that's available. I have to look it up. But um, so in my closing thoughts is this, is that, um, uh, you know, listen, you can scholarship certain people who are totally down on their luck. You, you can. I have a lady in Florida um, uh, that her daughter trained with us and she can't pay anymore or right at this moment in time because her daughter, she's a young teen um, and she's uh, she's kind of like a cutter and she's really hurting herself and and uh, and doing harm. So they have her in a, in a program that the mom's a single mom and she's paying thousands of dollars to try to rehabilitate her, her child. Um, I spoke to her, and when I said to her, listen, don't pay tuition for the next few months. Let's just see. I want her in the dojo because it's good for her, and the mom agreed. The mom was in tears on the phone with thanks of that. I'm sure she's not running around going, look what I got. I got a deal, you know, like that person did to you. I, but they really appreciated it, right? So there are times where we can do good things if it's the right situation. So be careful. Just make sure you read people. Watch what they're driving. Listen to their conversations of where they're going out to eat and what they're doing. Um, and uh, check out their Facebook page and see when their last four vacations were. And, you know, see whether they really do have the money or not. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people... People are just negotiators and deal makers. One last closing thought. When I went to buy my car, I said, hey, what kind of deal I could get? And they said, this is the price. And I said, yeah, but for me, I'd like to negotiate. There's no negotiation. This is the price tag. There's On this particular vehicle, you either buy it at the price or you don't buy one. If you don't want it, you don't have to. They don't negotiate. They don't have sweeter deals from dealership to dealership. It's like, this is the cost. Take it or leave it. So that's sometimes how we have to be. Do you want to uh, uh, answer Adam posted a couple of questions here. Adam's funny. I was reading. <laughs> Adam said deals are de deals equal deadbeats. 
Um, that was his first thing. And then he said alligator polos, but he spelled alligator wrong. He's the worst speller. I love Adam. He's like my good buddy. Um, he's like my son, I should say. And, uh, you know, I, I coached him for many years and I'm like his big brother, maybe. Um, but anyway, he wrote, uh, and he runs a very successful school, by the way. Two fast questions. The people who go delinquent, if their attitude is negative, do you want them to have that energy in your dojo? Um, second, am I late on this call? I, I'm late on this call. Seems like lately dealing with lazy parents who don't want to push kids into intros or who can fit one day a week. And I tell them we're a 45 minute program. Uh, you know, two whenever. times a week, probably. Uh, yeah, two times yeah. a week. Um, you know, Adam, I think the first question is that, um, if people are delinquent and they're negative, but they're still coming and they owe money and they're there ruining your environment, get rid of them. They still owe you the money. If they're delinquent, you can still sue them because they have a signed contract. However, um, they'll do more damage sitting in your lobby talking negative schmack about, hey, there's a spider web up there. Look at that towels on the floor. Do you believe she on the way talked to all those kids? Like, you know, that kind of thing. They're just going to always spew toxin. I had that about two years ago. I had that in my lobby. And I hated my dojo because of these group of like eight or ten people. Literally hated my school. Wouldn't go in. Tried to avoid them. I came in. I'd buzz right past them. I'd never come out and talk to the people, the good people, because these negative people were there. And they were always trying to hurt me. And I realized now that that was their intention. They were hanging around doing as much damage as possible. So I got rid of them all. And I have to tell you, what a blessing. I love my school. I go in. I have fun. I hang out with the great people that I have now because all that toxin is gone. So get rid of them is my, my opinion. If they're causing you, if they're making you hate your school and you don't want to go in and teach because you see them and you go like, uh, get rid of them. You don't need to do it. I have a it's not. Yeah, I have a phrase that I always say is this is my happy house. and uh, Exactly. If, uh, if, and if, if you ain't happy, I'm not the one that's leaving. Right. That's an awesome, awesome quote, man. I love it. So um, <laughs> anyway, I mean, I think that, that we have to live by our rules. We're so lucky and blessed to have built the business upon our own rules. So stick to that integrity. Be, be, you know, have integrity. Give the people the best service possible, um, and you hopefully, if people love you, they will tell everyone, and you'll be busting at the seams um, with new enrollment and continual positive environment and, and vibes. So stick with that, Adam. Sometimes you have a hard time, um, you know, staying positive, and that's important because you know sometimes the negative people ruin your um, the view of what you see things for the positive people. So that's about it. Yeah, and that's not and that's not what I wanted to happen. You know, like for me, I didn't want to, uh, uh, you know, just I didn't want to be pissed off forever. I just, uh, right. I, like I said, I, I was angry not at the question. I was angry at the um, at myself that that I allowed this to happen in the first place. So that's why right. I'm going to set some hard and fast rules, and I'm just going to live by them and see how they work and what what needs to be fixed. I'll, I'll what needs to be fixed, I will fix and. Absolutely. Fixed, then so so be it. I move on. Well, dude, I, I've been to your school, one of the most professional schools I've ever seen. I've seen you teach classes. You're a great instructor. You have a great staff. You're worth every penny you charge. Um, if people don't see that and they can't afford it, that's okay. There are other schools that could meet their financial requirements, right? It's like a Harvard versus you know a community college. Whatever a person can afford. That's what they'll get. So um, you know, listen, just don't be uh, to the listeners. Don't be afraid of holding out for the people who can afford you. Um, because if not, you'll be overrun with people who can't, and they'll always be trying to get a deal, trying to take advantage, et cetera, et cetera. So steadfast, stick to your guns. If you have any questions, reach out to Dwayne and I will help you.
Yeah, and then lastly, uh, Ali had brought up about his uh, collections with integrity. We'll post something on both of uh, this particular uh, Facebook feed and then also at schoolownertalk.com forward slash 182 because this is the 182nd call. I think I put 183rd on the, on wow. the thing, but it's 182nd call. So if you go to Crazy. schoolownertalk.com forward slash 182 and you'll be able to uh, click on that link to purchase Allie's uh, collections with integrity all right Alex, right. great to be with you awesome today and i appreciate you appreciate bouncing things off man man thank you i'll see you soon man see you next week we'll have we'll hang out again <laughs>